this crazy dream About some folks who love this country Who all began to dream the same dream And when the morning came There arose across this nation People thinking one and the same And they awoke to find their freedoms And all their liberties Had gradually been taken away And when they realized the danger To their posterity I heard those patriotic people say We want this country back When the stars and stripes forever symbolize her glorious name, America. But now it's all been changed, and when we gaze upon her glory, it's hard to fight back feelings of shame. This is Maggie Rose, and I am with you today here on the Concord Lantern. We are live. I'm hailing out of Los Angeles County in California. Today's date is the 29th of January. We are live with you, and the time is 2.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I have here in the wings my co-host, Chris Brumbles, um, Army veteran, Columbia County Coordinator for the Oregon Firearms Federation, and a supporter of much of what is going on in this country and standing for the Constitution. And in just a moment here, we are going to be bringing up Rob Taylor for the first 30 minutes. Rob Taylor is of the Rob Taylor Report, and he's going to be giving us an update of what's going on um, regarding the tyranny going on in the state. And welcome back to the show again, my dear co-host, Chris Brummels. Oh, I wasn't expected to come on for a while. (laughs) Well, that's okay. I just want to welcome you in. I know she's going to try. She's going to try to bring up Rob Taylor. Um, So Rob's going to be coming on for the first, um, the first thirty minutes. Kind of give us an update. Let us know some interesting things that have been going on. And um, for those of you that remember, Rob was with me just a, a few days ago, and he has been filling us in on some of the things that. Um, have been going on uh, here in the, you know, the state of uh, both California and also in Oregon. It seems like the same things that are happening in both places that have been happening uh, now for many of you reporting all around the country. So the tyranny is not just in one particular state. Uh, So I did, Chris, I did uh, send in uh, Rob Taylor's uh, MSN for her to bring him up or his phone number, either one. So we'll just... uh, but anyway, how are you doing, Chris? Oh, I'm hanging in there. I just got done with a not-so-fun meeting that I'm not going to talk about, but has to be done. Right, and right. I'm just flabbergasted by I mean, we'll talk about it later. I'm just flabbergasted about some of the stuff going on around in this country. But I do see the country waking up. The, the sleeping giant does seem to be waking up. And, you know, we'll we talk about it later, but some of the stuff down in Texas and stuff's going on, it's just awesome. Yeah, you know, there's some interesting things, and um, in just a few minutes after Rob's done, we're going to have Steve. Steve, you're in the in the wings as well, right? Yes. Okay, so Steve Garrett, it was a gubernatorial candidate for the state of New Mexico, where he is hailing from right now, and he's going to be giving us some really uh, current updates of what's going on there in New Mexico and along the border. Uh, but we're trying to bring up Rob Taylor first right now. Let's see if we can get him in here. Uh, so uh, hopefully she can get him up. He's been on with us before, so I'm sure he's somewhere there in the RBN uh, archives. 
I'm hoping. Thank you very much. And, folks, that's Julie. She's our esteemed board engineer uh, holding down the fort there and making sure that everything is copacetic and all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Thank you very much, Julie. We really appreciate you and appreciate it. And I know it's uh, sometimes Julie, folks, feels like a piece of saltwater taffy at a candy pole. Uh, both her and Mike have been <laughs> very instrumental in keeping Republic Broadcasting um, here up on the air. And so I appreciate both of them. <clears throat> so Rob Taylor, folks, a little bit of background. Rob Taylor is on the coast of Oregon in Coos County. Uh, he had the Rob Taylor Report. He'd been doing that for many years. Um, I met him through Chris Brumbles, my co-host here. And um, Rob Taylor and Chris have been instrumental in waking up the people um, all throughout the country, actually, but especially in Oregon. And Rob Taylor um, ended up having a show. He was uh, asked by a senator by the name of David Brock Smith, who's a state senator, if he could please come up on a show. Well, you know, it takes a lot of work for people like Chris Brumbles, who has the trigger warning and the Rob Taylor report and the Conquer Lantern here. Sometimes hours and days uh, interviewing people, making sure we're, we're putting out the accurate news for you and with documentation and evidence that you can look up for yourself. And when you offer a guest to come on, they don't get back with you in a timely manner, so you've got to go find another guest. Well, the day of the show, uh, Mr. Senator David Brock Smith called in uh, to Mr. Taylor along. I'm, hopefully I'm getting this right. And he was like, you know, having a hissy fit, wanting, you know, to be on the show and have his piece to say and, and express himself and whatever. And Rob said, well, you know what? Um, I've got a new guest now because you never came back and got back with me. But if you want to call in the show, fine. Well, long and short of it, um, both Rob Taylor and Diane, his guests, were treated horribly. And one of the things we do as as um, as talk show hosts or radio broadcasters, especially people like myself, volunteer, is that we try to make sure we keep the state cl- the the show clean, no swearing, no cussing, no profanity. And but if we find out that somebody is putting out information to our listeners that is not accurate, is absolutely not true, and we can prove it, we will call them on it and ask them if they want to retract their statement or if they want to back off. Well, I'm not going to go into the details of what happened that day, but both Mr. Taylor and Ms. Diane were treated horribly. And so when they got off the show, uh, Senator uh, Brock Smith had been receiving uh, tens of thousands of dollars from a Democrat donator in San Francisco who has illegally been voting. He's 82. He's been voting as a Democrat in San Francisco where his primary residence is. Um, just an example, he voted there as a Democrat in 2018 and 2020. We found out he came up and he bought a vacation property in uh, Gold Beach, Oregon, where he registered as an independent and voted in the same t- elections 2018 and 2020 as an independent that is illegal in both states and he was able to donate to mr david brock smith because he was within his district or in that county of curry county but you know it's illegal to vote in both states in the same election so um both mr taylor and i did our investigation we discovered it was true we talked to the elections clerks in both san francisco and curry county uh in oregon and found out that our information was accurate and yet what Mr. David Brock Smith has done, he went to this multi-billionaire by the name of Mr. Tuttle, and he got Mr. Tuttle to call the station owner and get Rob Taylor and his report fired from the station. And it has been just from that point on, it has been something else. So, Rob, I'm not going to say anything more. I would like you to come up, please. We've got Steve Garrett, who is a gubernatorial candidate from New Mexico, uh, with us right now. Um, your sidekick, Chris Brumbles, the Oregon um, uh, Oregon Firearms Federation coordinator for Columbia County, and um, just kind of share with people kind of an update of what's going on. Well, ever since that show where I was doing the interview and had David Brock Smith come on the show, I should never have had him on the show because we were doing a report not only on his top contributor, who is a registered Democrat from San Francisco. And Senator David Brock Smith is a conservative Republican, supposedly a conservative Republican from from Curry County. I mean, he was a commissioner and uh, he had been working in politics. He was in the House of Representatives after he was a commissioner. And then he went on to be a senator to be appointed. And that's an important fact. 
David Brock Smith was not elected to his current position. He was appointed by the commissioners of three different counties, Douglas County, Curry County, and Coos County here in Oregon. And so we were very suspicious of some of the things that he was saying and some of the things that he was doing uh, when it concerned the windmill project that they want to put off the coast of Oregon. It's just like the windmill project they want to put off the coast of New York and New Jersey and the rest of the East Coast. Uh, it's a bad idea. It's going to hurt wildlife. It's going to hurt the whales. It's going to hurt the birds. And it's going to be some of the most expensive electricity that is known to mankind right now. It's, it's some of the worst electricity because they don't have the technology to actually utilize wind power. This is a falsehood that's being put out in the Green New Deal. And we found out that David Brock Smith was a huge supporter of the Green New Deal up until the point of just last year when he started having to run for his office in the Senate. This is Senate District 1 here in Oregon. This is a southern district. And so this is a heavily Republican district. Most people don't want these windmills. It's going to destroy our fishing industry. It's going to destroy our tourism. It's just not going to make a very pleasant experience for anyone who goes out of, out on the boat and has to notice all these huge windmills in the middle of the ocean. And the fact is, is that the technology is just not practical enough and suited enough for having these windmills out there. We're talking windmills that are just huge. These things are the size of the wingspan alone, just one wing of a three-wing uh, uh, windmill is a football field long. This is huge. These are huge of structures that they want to put out in the ocean, and it's going to have a detrimental effect on us. And David Brock Smith was coming on my show, and he was telling people during the questioning process that these windmills were a good idea, I mean, were, were a bad idea, that he was opposed to it, that he passed the bill, HB 3375, to oppose these windmills. And in fact, when you read the bill, the bill didn't oppose or stop or stall the windmill project. In fact, the windmill bill that David Brock Smith put forward in 2021 as a House of Representatives, a representative in the House of Oregon, he put forward a bill that facilitated the whole process. It would make the permitting process much easier. It, it, would, it would allow them to do a report which was conducive to the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management's process for leasing areas out in the ocean uh, for these windmill turbines. And this was a huge project. Uh, you know, right now we're still fighting it. The bill hasn't stopped it. But he came on the show. This is David Brock Smith, and he lied about this. He lied about what his bill did because he knew most of the people, even the environmentalists out here on the southern coast, are opposed to this project. I imagine if you put it on the ballot, you would get an 85% of the people out here saying, hell no, we don't want these windmills. And we're going to try to put it on the ballot here in Coos County, Curry County, and Douglas County. We're going to try to get the commissioners to put an advisory question on the bill. Well, ever since that show, the Republican Party has been split. Because there are a lot of people in the Republican establishment, especially these county chairs, the county chair here in Coos Bay, I mean Coos County, the county chair in Douglas County, they are establishment party members. And they're going to back the incumbent, do or die, and anyone who challenges the incumbent is going to be threatened, is going to be harassed on Facebook, is, is going to be... Well, I'll give you an example of what our, our county chair did. Our county chair went to Diane Rich's advertisers and asked them to stop advertising for a newsletter that she produced and published every single month for the last year or so here in Coos County. It was one of the few sources for conservative news. And this is even worse than you would think because Diane got some of her sponsors, uh, one sponsor specifically, to donate to the Republican Party. And the Republican chair was thrilled that he was getting these donations because, you know, this is an election year. They want to have a headquarters. They want to be able to support candidates. 
And yet, after Diane had worked so hard, this is Diane Rich, the lady who was on the show who did that interview with David Brock Smith. It was me, her, and David Brock Smith. After, after she had gotten her sponsors, some of them, to contribute to the Republican Party, after that interview, David Brock Smith convinced Rod Schilling, the county chair of the Republican Party, to go to her advertisers and ask them to stop advertising with her. And she lost most of her advertisers. In fact, David Brock Smith went to one of her largest advertisers. I won't mention the company's name because I don't think it's good to to go after private businesses. I don't think Republicans should go after private business. And I'll certainly tell you, senators who are in the position of that type of authority as a senator should not be going to people's advertisers and threatening them any kind of retribution if they do not advertise, if they don't stop advertising with someone they don't like. Well, that's exactly what David Brock Smith did. He went to her senator, and I mean, to one of her advertisers, and convinced her, one of these advertisers, to quit doing business with her. So she lost all her advertisers. Then it gets even worse. We found a candidate that we wanted to run against David Brock Smith. And we found a lot of people who wanted to get and work on the campaign. And one of them was a lady by Michaela Hammerson. She is the vice chair of the Republican Party in Douglas County. And what had happened is that David Brock Smith convinced many people who are sitting on the board of the Douglas County Republican Party, such as the, 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 the gentleman in charge, and, and maybe you remember his name, uh, Donis. I'm not sure if I remember uh, uh, his name now, but he was the chair of the Douglas County Republican Party. Uh, uh, Reeves, I think, is his last name. And he, were, he decided to have a recall on Michaela Hammerson because she allowed me and Diane to go and speak at a PCP meeting that they were having in Douglas County. And, and in fact, she had to change that meeting to make it a private meeting, and we met at a private business. But just because she had me come out there and Diane come out there and explain to people what their Republican senator was doing by taking money from a California conservative, a San Francisco, I mean, a San Francisco, California Democrat. He was taking money from a Democrat billionaire, and he was lying about the bills that he was passing. I'll give you one good example that he lied about. In, in 20, I believe it was in 2019, they passed a, uh, maybe it was in 2021, I, I can't remember the exact date, but they passed a bill which allowed schools, to, or actually forced schools, to put tampons in the boys' bathroom. This was part of the transgender, transgender agenda. And David Brock Smith supported this agenda, and he lied about it. And then he lied about this windmill bill. And so we just wanted to go to Douglas County, explain to everyone what was going on, explain to people his voting record, and then tell everyone that he's taking money from California Democrats. And she got recalled, put up for a recall in Douglas County just last week, and she survived the recall because a good portion of the people know the crap that's going on out there. And that's pretty much the update I have for you, unless you want to hear about last Thursday night meeting at the Coos County Republican um, Republican meeting that they had just this past week. Oh, I definitely want to, because, you know, J.C. and I drove, what is it, 78 miles to where you had uh, a county commissioner meeting. Was that on a Wednesday or Monday? I can't remember. Um and uh, where um, Rod, you're not related to him, Rod, R.O.D. Taylor is the county commissioner. And David Brock Smith was there. And he, again, it was all about himself. He even takes credit for other people in Salem with their ideas or what they have been doing. And um, he it just, it, the whole thing is, big, even though I put him on the agenda, uh, for some reason, the other people that were sitting on that board, the county commissioner's board, uh, who are liberal would not allow you to make a comment or ask questions when David Brock Smith sat down. We had to wait for a couple hours before you or I could even get up and say anything. So let's hear about what happened the other night because I wasn't at that one. So we had uh, Monique Despain come out and speak, and I was excited to go hear Monique Despain because I've never 
heard her or met her before, so I was interested in finding out who she is and if she was a, a Republican that I could support. Well, during this meeting, which happened just this past Thursday, they had several different speakers uh, who are running for Senate District 1. They had our candidate that I'm supporting, Todd Vaughn, and anyone can go look up Todd Vaughn at toddvaughn.com. Uh, that's, once again, toddvaughn.com. And you can look up what he stands for. And so he was there as one of the speakers, and, and you should have seen how the county chair introduced him. He said, yeah, we got, I guess we got another guy who's running for the Senate. Didn't even mention his name, didn't give him a decent introduction, and everyone applauded for him. Everyone was thrilled to have this guy up there speaking, and Todd got up there and he spoke and he did an excellent job. After Todd was through speaking, the, the Rod Schilling... Remember, he was the guy I just told you who went after our advertisers, my advertisers and Diane's advertisers. Well, he got up there at the meeting again, and he said, I want to introduce our good senator, David Brock Smith. Gave him a great introduction, and a good portion of the room didn't applaud for him. He got a very limp applause from the crowd. I mean, it was just kind of sad that a senator who should be very well-liked, it wasn't very well-received at this at this event, but he got up at this event, and he started speaking, and during the middle of speaking, he started yelling at Diane Rich, because she was filming him, and she, he told her that he didn't like her filming him, and that uh, he wanted her to stop, but of course she didn't, because she doesn't take orders from David Brock Smith, so she was there, she was recording for me. And I'm, I'm a journalist. I'm someone who wants to report this stuff as it happens. And uh, he accused her also of spreading rumors and misinformation. I mean, David Brock Smith was unhinged during his speech. And, it, it, you know, everyone could see it. And so this is what's continuing to go on here in Coos County and Douglas County. There's a big rift in the Republican Party, and this isn't just in our little counties, this is statewide, maybe even national, because you look at what Trump is doing. You look at what uh, uh, Kerry is going through. Um, gosh, who's the lady who's running in Arizona? I can't think of her name off the top of my head. But she was just they, the Republican Kerry, Party in Kerry Arizona. Lake. Kerry Lake. Lake. Yeah, the Republican chair of the Republican Party in Arizona just tried to bribe her out of, of running in the election. Well, that's exactly what David Brock Smith did. He tried to bribe one of our campaign workers from finding out and digging up more information on him, and he told her that he was willing to give her a, a committee position on the STEP program, and it was it's this is the kind of thing that's going on in the Republican Party. There's a huge rift, and it's time we need to clean house. We need to uh, get rid of the people who are in charge of the Douglas County Republican Party, the Coos County, and the Curry County, because they're not functioning for the people. They are functioning for the, the Republican machine. And as little, which, this is the sad part, Donis, is that the Republican machine in Oregon is the minority. The Democrats control the House. They control the Senate. They control all the major offices in Oregon. And this is the reason why Republicans don't win, is because we don't have people in the party who are willing to lead this organization. We have just, we'll, what we have is we have turncoats who are just a bunch of yellow belly people who will not stand up for what is right in this country, for what is right for Oregon because they want to stand behind the senators that they have chosen. People like David Brock Smith, who's willing to go with the leftist Green New Deal. He's willing to work with them on this stuff. He's willing to work with the transgender gender agenda. He's willing to work with all of that stuff. And he's one of the senators who did not walk out when 10 other senators, eight Republicans, two independents, walked out in the last legislative session. You talk to a lot of people in Southern Oregon and Eastern Oregon, and they'll tell you that the first time they felt represented in a long time was when those senators walked out of session and denied the Democrats a quorum. 
and they denied him a quorum. Why? Because they were trying to take away our Second Amendment rights, and they passed a bill that allowed little girls to get abortions and allowed children to be mutilated with transgender surgery. And this is what's going on up in, in our legislature right now, and David Brock Smith is a huge part of it. The man needs to be replaced, and that's pretty much, you know, what what's going on here in Coos County, Curry County, and in Douglas County. You know what, Rob? What's really interesting is that um, after I finished running as a, a gubernatorial candidate in 2022 um, with another grifter, I call him a grifter, uh, we'll call him Paul, um, after I got done running for a gubernatorial candidate and um, found myself, okay, I'm back in the Republican Party again, um, one of the things people kept coming to me and saying, you know, Maggie Rose, um, why is it that people are so angry at you? And I said, well, one of the reasons is because for 18 years they ignored me and my talents and my abilities because there's people, especially women, you know how women can be with each other. Um, they can't believe that a woman has done some of the things that I've done. And so when they kind of say they're proud of you and they push you up and encourage you, then they take great pleasure in pulling you down and having you fall flat on your face. And so I said there's a lot of jealousy going on in the Republican Party. A lot of the old establishment Republicans are not really Republicans. Like you said, they're really rhinos. And so when you turn around and you find out that these are people that are only going to, you know, we're sitting there with this infighting and the Democrats are sitting back saying, well, they don't like each other either, but at least they're working together as a team. So I was very shocked to find out when I've been very quiet since I last run for governor almost two years ago, that they had that event in Melrose meet and greet. And at the meet and greet, they had a list that was front and center by the front door where the Republican Party of Douglas County had published on the paper for their security, if these people show up, these could be potential problems. Now, that to me is slander and defamation of character. And your name was on there. Michaela's name was on there. Her husband, Steve, was on there. Even uh, Mr. Paul was on there. My name was on there. Um, and a couple of other names, I guess. And, you know, to me, that's humiliating and embarrassing that the head chair of the Republican Party of Douglas County, Larry Reeves, and Cherie Brady, his sidekick, and Sean Garrett, who's a veteran and ought to know better, would actually publish a piece of paper and put it on the podium for all the other candidates to read when they went up to speak and also for people who came in the front door. To me, that is so divisive, and yet they're trying to say, because we won't vote for who they want us to vote for. They're calling that divisive. Well, didn't what they do, that was really divisive, right, Rob? Oh, you bet you, and I could not believe that they would put your name, my name, Michaela's name on there when you and I and Michaela and her husband, we've never been kicked out of any meetings. We've never, we have never been any kind of trouble at any of these meetings. We go to the meetings, we sit there quietly, and yes, we'll ask tough, controversial questions, but we're not raising a fuss. All we're trying to do is find out the truth. And here they are attacking us. Yeah, and that's what I was so shocked about because the thing is, the only times I've ever had issues with Cherie Brady, who basically stole my position that I was appointed to as public relations and media because I've been a journalist for 50 years and I've been a talk show host as well, is I actually said, well, you can be the chair, I'll be your co-chair and I'll teach you how to do your job. And the next thing I know, she's secretary of the party and then she's PCP chairman where now she has the everybody's names and phone numbers where she can steer everything the way she wants it to go. I had no issue with Larry. Larry is a Vietnam-era veteran like I am, and he's my elder. And yet but he goes along with whatever she says. And you can't have leadership that will not scrutinize for themselves, that will not look at both sides of the issue and then make a well-informed decision, who only does what he's told to do. And we don't need men or women in our party being led around with rings through their nose, yes or no. Oh, absolutely not. And that's exactly what's going on with Larry Reeves. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, I think he needs to grow his spine and he needs to stand up to the, to the real enemy, the real threat to the Republican Party. I appreciate you having me on the show. And I just want to put this out there, if you allow me, Donna, is if you people want to hear more about the Rob Taylor Report, 
Go to robtaylorreport.com, and you can check out all of my podcasts and all of the information that I put out there on my website at robtaylorreport.com. Donis, I want to thank you for having me on. Thank you, Rob. A huge number of mortgages. Okay, Rob, don't go away. Have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilajit literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilajit has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I've noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from the carpal tunnel syndrome. I will continue to buy product. This formula is very powerful. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure is stabilized. My lower edema has reduced and lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Welcome back to the uh, next portion of the Conquered Lantern. I am your host, Maggie Rose. I have my co-host, Chris Brumbles, a trigger warning with us. I have Steve Garrett, who is a gubernatorial candidate for New Mexico. And we still have in the wings Mr. Rob Taylor of the Taylor Report. Uh, I want to first of all put a shout out to Best Western. Uh, They've been taking care of me for the last four days here in California. And I want to say thank you to Best Western and Best Western Plus. And put a shout out to Sun, um, who is uh, registration, and also to Mr. Prince, um, who uh, took care of making sure I could get on the internet to do the show today. I literally got here to this hotel 30 minutes before the show started. So again, I want to thank Best Western uh, in Thousand Oaks, California, and Simi Valley, California, and Los Angeles for taking such good care of me and making sure that everything was copacetic. Now, folks, I also want to put a shout out to my cousin Sharon. And my cousin Dawn, who are down here in the L.A. area, we had a huge family reunion yesterday. Uh, Some of them have not even ever met each other in the last 60 years. And so they all met yesterday for the first time. And I want to put a shout out to Maria's. Maria's was the Italian restaurant in Thousand Oaks that I went to the other night with my cousin and her mother-in-law. And everybody there on the staff is listening to the show right now. And I want to say a big thank you 
to Maria's Italian Restaurant in Thousand Oaks, California. And thank you for that beautiful piece of cheesecake. It was wonderful. And while we were there, real quick, I met a lady by the name of Robin and her husband, Bob, uh, who are conservatives in a very, very, very liberal portion of Thousand Oaks there. And they literally came up to the table of my cousin's mother-in-law and myself um, and started asking us questions of how they can handle when people that are attacking them uh, because of who they may have, may have voted for or because of who they think they believe in. And I just want to put a shout-out to Robin, um, to her husband, Bob, and to their minister. And thank you so much for the support and for sharing with me your feelings and that you're now going to start telling people about Republic Broadcasting Network. Um, I gave them my business card, and now we've got at least three new listeners. So thank you. Uh, folks, before we went to a break, uh, the break was starting before Rob could really be heard. Uh, he's going to be coming up in a few more minutes and doing his podcast, which he does on Mondays as well. That's why he was only able to be with us for a little while today but Rob would you give out the information where people can listen to your archives or listen to the Rob Taylor report yes you can catch me at Rob Taylor report at rumble or YouTube that's at Rob Taylor report rumble or YouTube I'm on both of those platforms or you can go to my website www.robtaylorreport.com once again that's robtaylorreport.com and Donis, I want to thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, you know, it has been my pleasure. And there's in the past, you've had me on your show, too. And I want to say to everybody out there, and Mr. Larry Reeves and uh, Mr. Uh, Thomas Tuttle of San Francisco and David Brock Smith and all those of you that call yourself conservatives or Republicans, I want you to know that Rod Taylor always does his homework, as does Chris Brumbles and Steve Garrett. We try to present both sides of an issue, whether it's a side we agree with or not. A good journalist tries to stay as neutral as possible and make sure they're heard. Because when you hear all sides of an issue, whether you agree with it or not, then you, the listeners, and the viewers and the watchers can make a better informed decision. And so Rob and Chris and Steve and I try our very best to try to allow both sides of an issue to be presented. But if those people come up on our show and they're verbally abusive or disrespectful or don't use good radio etiquette, we are bound that we need to and obligated to take them off the air. Agreed? Agreed. So, Rob, thank you so much. Go do your Rob Taylor report, and I will be listening to the archives on Rumble. Thank you. Take care, Adonis. God bless. Okay, so that's going to come. We're going to be coming up on a break at the top of the hour here in just a little while. But I would like to bring in now Chris Brumbles. He is an Army veteran like myself. He has uh, been supportive in the past of Oath Keepers of 3%. Um, he is a Christian man, he and his wife Tracy. She has been the head of the Republican Party in Columbia County as the chairperson. Uh, has even gotten awards and recognition for that. Chris Brumbles is the Columbia County coordinator of the Oregon Firearms Federation fighting tooth and nail for years regarding um, the Second Amendment and everything that goes with it. And I also want to bring up Steve Garrett, gubernatorial candidate a while ago uh, in New Mexico. And so uh, welcome back onto the show, Steve. And thank you, co-host Chris, for coming back on today. You're welcome. Pleasure to be here. Steve, you and Chris already know each other. So why don't you guys take it from here? Um. I don't think I know Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've been on the show you? with Steve before, Chris. I have? Yep. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. you just ambushed me, Maggie. What was that again? I think you just think ambushed me. But no, I, I, I didn't ambush you. It was your time to come up. Rob Taylor goes off, and you and Steve come up. Oh, I thought you were going to interview Steve. Oh, I've, uh, Steve, well, Steve's been on before, but I'll do it again. Like I said, Steve Garrett was the gubernatorial candidate for uh, governor in New Mexico. He and I have been friends for years. His wife, his lovely bride and wife, Erica, um, he has been sharing with me right along and my husband, JC, what's going on in New Mexico and what's been happening along the border. Um, I know a lot about his governor, um, more about his governor than I do our own at this point now. Uh, she has been doing deals with the Red Chinese. She's been allowing her, her border to base, basically be besieged. There were people that were having to leave New Mexico to go over to Texas just to buy groceries during the pandemic, close COVID down. 
Uh, Steve, you want to give Chris and, um, and myself and others a little bit more of your background? Um, former military, uh, ETS out of Fort Ord, California. Uh, my last MOS was with military police investigations, um, which are the skills I've been utilizing in, in researching and uh, investigating our governor. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize, we've had a major, uh, she, in, she violated every New Mexican's uh, Second Amendment rights uh, with her public health order. She put it out under a public health order, banning the carry, carrying of open carry. We're an open carry state, but open carry and concealed carry within the confines of Bernalillo County. Uh, under the original order, it was a violation of the Constitution. The federal court shot it down, uh, which, when she put out the order, she put out the order and immediately went to Texas. She snuck back into New Mexico to rewrite the order, and then she went to Taiwan. Uh, and that was to court uh, Chinese manufacturing here in New Mexico. She violated state statutes, but she also violated uh, federal statutes. Uh, Title 18, Section 242, or 241, 242, and 371, um, totaling 11 years worth of federal time. No one has held her accountable for that, and that's what we're pushing for. I've been doing as best I can to try to get a into uh, the federal the FBI office in downtown Albuquerque in order to file a, a, a criminal complaint. Uh, I've also been trying to get, get an appointment to see our U.S. attorney, the U.S. attorney, here in in Albuquerque, and uh, it's there. They pass me on to a line. I leave a message, and they never contact me back. So uh, I'm full aware that uh, I'm on a list. Uh, apparently, that's what I've been told, and so it's it's going to be very difficult. I can't even get a a an appointment to talk to the chief of the state patrol, um, because these are we're all, these we're are all violations. On list, of, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're on uh, a lot of lists. Santa's naughty list that I'm worried about. <laughs> so let me ask you. Let me ask you a couple questions, if I may. How sure. many? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. I've been studying the Constitution and the history and the Federalist Papers, anti-federal, all that, everything that entails mm -hmm. for 19. And I know for a fact that every gun law is illegal. So this one was obviously illegal and unconstitutional. Even the court said so. And, I mean, a two-year-old could have figured this out. Obviously, she did it. She didn't give a damn about her oath, and she didn't care about the Constitution when she wrote it. It's all about control. But how many criminals had this stood? How many criminals would her illegal and unconstitutional law, would this have deterred? Zero. How many crimes would it have prevented? Zero. Uh, zero. <laughs> so so I, yeah. I just wanted to put uh, that out. She actually people. came out on... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, sir. Um, she actually came out, and this was it, this was televised. Right. Where when she stated, she stated that she does not believe that the Constitution nor her oath of office is absolute. Oh, so she can't read. It, I mean, she can't uh, read, can't she? Uh, and she, she did well, raise it her goes hand. Into, then you took your oath under bad faith. You know, yeah. you, there's... Why well, that's, people are that's still following her orders is beyond me. If you swear an oath to the Constitution, and, and there be, there's been judges disagreed with me on this, but they're wrong because I've done the, the research. But even our founders, you know, if you swore an oath to the Constitution and you lied... That that's called perjury, and yes, in my book, it's called treason too. But yeah, I mean, if you deliberately go in there to do, I mean, obviously, why did she swear? You know, why, I can, obviously I can't ask you this, but why does somebody? Why would somebody swear an oath to something if they don't believe in it? <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I mean, but that was um, required for her to be a gov for her to be. I forget what her, what's her job. She's governor. Yes, yeah. she is a governor. So, she, evidently, she's saying she'll lie about anything, you know, for political well, means. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, if you're if you don't see your oath as absolute, then why should we believe anything coming out of your mouth? Absolutely. Because obviously, you absolutely. lied to us when you took your oath. Um, yep. we've, it's, it's like uh, these red flag laws. These red flag laws violate the second, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, ninth, and fourteenth amendment. And these yes. people cannot wait to in- introduce these red flag laws. And yeah, they'll swear the Constitution with their right hand one day, and the next day they lower their hand and sign this bill. It's it's pathetic. Right. Her first during her first administration, her first term. Um, that was one of the first things she did. Down here, it was called SB5, Senate Bill 5, which was the red flag law. Uh, mm. And it passed. They, she signed it into law. And that's where I really got involved um, because I, I went to the Capitol. I protested up there, and I should have sued the state. But in my opinion, suing the state, what you're doing is you're suing the people of the state. Because this money that you sue for is not coming out of her pocket. Now, in 2021, she signed the New Mexico Civil Rights Act into law. And basically, that was to to strip the qualified immunity from police officers so that they could be civilly sued yeah. uh, for violations of, the, of people's constitutional rights. Um, in so doing, she strips her... Uh, her qualified immunity. So I'm I'm down here. Our Republican Party is best at keeping themselves in power within the party. Um, we are having a mass exodus, not only of the Republican Party but of the Democrat Party. The moderates are switching to independent. The Republicans are switching to independent. Uh, the last time I checked, we have somewhere in the neighborhood of 350,000 independent voters here in New Mexico. And so what we're doing now is working within the within that framework uh, because independent voters are have a tendency to be more involved, especially mm-hmm. when you see them, them re- removing themselves from one party and, and going to independent. <laughs> With that yeah. kind of power, if you if we're in the process of uh, of establishing an independent voters association, so that we can bring all independent voters across the state together, you have three hundred thirty thousand individuals. You have the ability to affect uh, uh, affect the the actual outcome of elections because we're not actually of the people. We're not majority of the, we're, we're, we're ruled by the, the majority that participate. So in a voting well, Steve, situation, we're not, we're not ruled. We don't have, we don't allow Kings in this country, but I understand what you're no, saying. And but this is their opinion, you know, and right. that's just it. And, and we've been hammering the point home, quit electing politicians, start electing representatives. I'd go further and say, let's How many of your representatives have contacted you in any way, shape, or form to get your opinion on anything that they're voting on? Right. You know, (laughs) it's it's been very, very difficult down here. And now we have individuals. uh, We do have a militia here in New Mexico. We actually have two. uh, And now they're getting pushback. because they've made it known that they were were going to to start gearing up and head to Texas, they're being approached by the the uh, New Mexico State Patrol and questioned. So uh, just because uh, they're going to just because they're going to Texas, because they made the the verbal announcement that they were going to go to Texas. Oh, okay. And well, just so tell, tell the tell the police none of their damn business. Go on and right. move on. Oh. Um, I'm. I've been waiting for a knock on the door now for a week. <laughs> uh, well, I used I used uh, to be the state the state coordinator for Oath Keepers, so I've been waiting for months for years. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but I've been out of it yeah. for quite a while. But 
I do, uh, I do have a friend, uh, acquaintance in that prison. You know, he's a political prisoner over there, and I hope that by the end of this, they all come out of this writing books and getting rich. Right. Um, I've just recently uh, been offered a position on the Emergency Management uh, Commission here in Torrance County, uh, uh, something that I've been working for. And it's, you prepare for everything. You, you, if you prepare for the worst-case scenario, then you're going to be prepared for anything that comes. And with everything that's going on uh, with, you know, the, the verbiage coming out about Texas seceding, uh, Biden's open mic moment saying he wishes to go to war with Texas. Um, you know, it's we're, we're getting to the point where the camel's back is going to break. Well, hey, let, let, let me just interject here a minute. Since I do study the Constitution, I know that, first of all, <laughs> what you're hearing out there is all BS. What, the, what, they, what they're telling you the Supreme Court said is not true. And yeah. I, Biden doesn't have the authority to go to war with Texas. For, let's just start no. right there. And there's only three reasons he can actually even take over the what they call the or, organized militia. We're the unorganized militia, which would be the National Guard. And the only three reasons right. that... The, only three years in Congress, and it would take an act of Congress, not the president. And oh, I'm sorry, I think we got some Republicans in there in the House that might stop that. But anyways, he they can he can do it for insurrection, to enforce the laws of the land, and for an invasion. Well, the thing is, he can't go down there and say, "Well, you're you're enforcing the laws, I wouldn't." So I'm going to go ahead and activate the you know take over the National Guard. I've got right. it's it's just it's just ridiculous. But but you get you get the media coming out and saying, oh, the Supreme Court said the feds can go in there and cut the fences. That's not what they said. And no, what they said was that when the Fifth Circus put an injunction on it, they violated their authority and they they erased the injunction. They didn't tell Biden, oh, Biden, he can go in there and cut the fences. And they didn't tell Texas they can put the fences. So this is. You know, people are not people. You got to go back and read the Supreme Court opinions. Oh yeah, and no, it's, you can't it's, what, the what they're hoping is that they have an incident that they can call an insurrection. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, because you know, they're it, evil. It's all they're evil, it's all oppressive. perception. Um, it's not what something is; it's what it can be perceived as. Right, because the left and, is seeing right now they're going to get their asses handed to them in the next election, and. Right. They, there's nothing they can do about it, so they're trying every illegal and cheating, anything they can do to cheat, any every illegal way they can, even if it, they don't care if they start a war. The left, the, these people, well, and, and, and the Democrat is, Party's been taken over by the Marx, Marxists, and Marxists, don't, they don't care. All they want to do is win, no matter what the cost, and no, they don't care what happens to children. They don't care. They just want to win. Well, and, Sorry. and I've uh, and I've shown and I've shown uh, our county commissioners because we're I'm I'm dealing with this county by county, and mm -hmm. I've shown our commissioners how they are cheating. And yes, it is by the absentee ballots, but it's not the way they think. It's not a bogus ballot. It isn't a ballot under someone's name. And I've used my mother-in-law as as an example. In 2008, mm -hmm. she didn't vote. But according to the Secretary of State site, she did by absentee ballot. She's never voted by absentee ballot. She's always voted early and in person. So, you know, you're getting yeah. Votes. They're cheating in several, they're in many, many ways. We just watched a very uh, uh, a movie about this. Let my people go. It talked about the J six political prisoners, and it talked about the the machines, the Dominion, and other right. machines, and. And there are so many ways they can cheat. They showed you how they do it. And did you hear about what Arizona did the other day? Um, it could be a number Arizona, of things, but go ahead. Well, Arizona had held held an election, and they they decided to hand count their ballots. And they put they so they went to a room and they put cameras all around it. They had also mm -hmm. had witnesses watching them, and they they hand counted the ballots. And they finished up in a. It seemed like I think it was a couple hours. And let me see here if I can pull up the numbers. Anyways, they found out that 
basically the hand count. Well, you get the answer to that day. You don't have to wait for a month. And it costs about mm-hmm. one thirtieth as much as it does to use these machines. And nobody, and right. everybody was satisfied with it. So we need to get back to the belt. We need to get back to showing our oh, ID yeah. and signing no, our name. No, see, and, and the way New Mexico is set up, our the electronic information is actually sent third party to a third party before it's sent to the state. So Yeah, I believe that's how got, all of them are. Yeah, and, now, and but- when you start getting into the actual nuts and bolts of it, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're looking at multiple places where information can be intercepted and breached. Right. Um, well, we actually of- have a report. Uh, I've got got the report from uh, our mayor when they when Moriarty was informed that one of their polling locations was actually breached, and it was breached through a th- smart thermostat. Whoa. So, you know, hold that thought right there. Let's hold that thought right now. Smart thermostat. We are going to be going to a station break here in just about a minute. Uh, Folks, I want you to to know that we are coming into starting the second hour. We have my co-host, Chris Brumbles, Army veteran, uh, Columbia County Coordinator of Oregon Firearms Federation, and Mr. Steve Garrett, uh, gubernatorial candidate, also a military veteran. Um, who is in New Mexico. And so when we come back to the other side, folks, for the next hour, I want you not to go away because these two men have an awful lot to bring to the table. And this is an educational for all of us, including myself. Uh, We're here to educate you, to motivate you, and to inspire you and give you information so you can make well-informed decisions, regardless if you are in these uh, United States of America or our listeners in Australia or in Europe, wherever you are. You, in one way or another, are dealing with some kind of tyranny, some kind of globalist agenda. So I want you to listen very carefully to Mr. Steve Garrett. I want you to listen very carefully to Chris Brumbles, because what they are sharing with you is something that if you're not going through it right now, you will be. And Pastor John Padella right now is out of Idaho, and he is running for county commissioner in Idaho. And he just texted me he's on an airplane heading for D.C., So I am your host, Maggie Rose. This is Republic Radio uh, Broadcasting, uh, Republic Broadcasting Radio, and we will be right back. And when we gaze upon the glory, it's hard to fight back feelings of shame. Work it up with lying politicians and greedy corporations who have sold us out time and again. And we're sick and tired of sending our soldiers off to wars that we were never meant to win. We want this country back. We ain't just joking, Jack. We want our liberty and our dignity and our freedoms and our rights restored. We want this country back. is right and our victory's on the way and we won't give up the fight till we hear 200 million say we want this country back we ain't just joking jack find your inner rebel at dixie republic the world's largest confederate store located in traveler's rest south carolina the anti-white anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you.
This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.